Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about December 11th through 17th, 2020, almost mm. up to the official Christmas week. Wow. It was a strange weekend for us here in Ottawa for the cinema scene, so let's start with the good news. Saturday was our 88th birthday. Oh yeah, jeez. We always forget, as I kind of said on Twitter and Facebook, it's like, you're just busy doing everything else to run a business, and then little events like that sometimes sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was a fun weekend. We had really good turnouts. We had a sellout and a bunch of packed screenings. Did RoboCop sell out? RoboCop sold okay, out. Okay, yeah. Not good. only did RoboCop sell out, Anya said, our manager Anya, who was in the front lines that night, said that it sold out, and we could have at least doubled it. Wow. And the very nice thing about people's attitudes when that happens is she said everybody was great the kind of thing that gets me like choked up watching a christmas movie mm -hmm. she said everyone was great to the point of people saying good for you and nobody was like ah, i want to get in first person wasn't like trying to start a fight <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and we have it for a few more nights so hopefully people will come back but you got to take your silver linings where you can nowadays and a sellout show of 50 people we had a rental and rentals are always good for us. They're profitable. Yeah, it was just a good weekend where I, I sold off a couple more names on the plaque. I think we booked a couple more rentals for the new year. So mm. it got attention and a lot of social media, happy birthdays and stuff. And it's just a nice thing. And a nice thing to think two years from now, it'll be 90. And that'll be Man. a real good excuse to do a lot of really neat screenings throughout the year. So yeah, absolutely. This year, we just happen to have some cool movies like Mank and Tenet and Black Bear screenings. We had good movie screening, but I think for the 90th anniversary, we really have an excuse to play a bunch of classics, try to yeah. find some 1932 movies, maybe do like some silent film, live orchestra. We'll have a lot of excuse to do cool stuff. And we have to last at least till 100. I mean, we can't leave. We what can't year have, is that? 100? I don't even know. It's like 12 more years away. That's too far ahead. I can't. 2032. 2032, which seems bonkers, but I have I that in my brain now. Are there any now. movies set in 2032? Probably. I mean, there's 2031. No, Is wait. it Total Recall set in 2032 or RoboCop? Is RoboCop oh, set in? See, that would be amazing. And then we can bring that back for the 100 anniversary <laughs> yeah be like wow dick jones hey eh? yeah that's good <laughs> dick you're fired <laughs> we'll bring that up every episode i keep thinking 2049 but that's the other one that's not the texas that's, gladiators that's too far ahead oh god that's not what i meant but yes oh that's 2020 the lucio fulci classic <laughs> but doesn't 2032 sound like yeah nuts it, even like... now that sounds like 100 years in the future yeah <laughs> predator 2 was 1997 that's my yeah. favorite. I love yeah. stuff like that. Well, so we know that didn't quite go the way. I mean, we just don't see the Predators. I mean, maybe they are here. Right? No, no. So. It's just uh, parallel universes. That's huh. a... When was Escape from New York? Uh, Wasn't that like 1999 or something like that? Uh, Might have been, yeah. And we're talking yeah. about the fiction end of it, not when right. it actually came out. I know. That's why it's breaking my brain, because usually that's what I'm trained to think. Because I'll be like, 1987. And we're like, no, no, no. He, the thing he said. Because the sequel came out in 97? Or No. Is that right? No, no the sequel right. is out like 93 or 92. Oh, God. Yeah, there it yeah. goes. It's all gone. <laughs> I always think that it's good. That Escape from L.A.? Escape from yeah. L.A.? Escape from L.A. was 96. 96, yeah. No, no, no. We're talking about like when it took place in. Oh, God. oh. I was talking about when it came out. We're oh. already confused. <laughs> now we're into an Abbott and Costello who's <laughs> on the first <laughs> routine. Yikes. Yeah, it's too hard to keep track of all this. I should know this off by heart. You should. I was talking to a friend of mine today who literally was talking. He was like, so like Andrew seems like the kind of guy who just has all the facts and remembers all the like <laughs> yeah. details. And I was like, yeah, it was, it's rare that I'm you won't computer. remember a thing. Like, you should be on Jeopardy. Yeah, it was like literally a few hours Who's ago. Who's going to host Jeopardy now? 
It's going to be the guy who won it a whole bunch of times, isn't it? Yeah, I don't Jennings? think it's official, but it's I think be it's going to be Ken Jennings. They haven't narrowed down to two people, either Ken Jennings or Andrew. Yeah. So I'm thinking like... <laughs> oh, man. They got to stay Cliff from Cheers. Oh, man. I'll be good. Oh, man. You they win three. with John Ratzenberger in character as man. Cliff Clavin hosting Jeopardy. Oof. Wow. That's what or, they got to do. Didn't Woody Harrelson and White Man Can Jump, he <laughs> went on Jeopardy? Oh, yeah. There's a Jeopardy scene in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I need to rewatch that. Or it's unless the... it was Wesley. No, it wasn't Wesley Snipes who went on Jeopardy. It was Woody Harrelson. It's the, not the thing that people remember from that movie. Is that when you, when you think about White Man Can You know, <laughs> yeah. remember that bit with the Jeopardy? You're like, ah, I, I guess. goes on Jeopardy. That sounds right. Anything with Jeopardy is usually good. So, you know, I'm, I'm here for that. Okay, so let's talk about the sad thing that happened right. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, don't get too excited about the no, just can't jump references. We could babble on for an hour about yeah. other things, but kind of a shocking turn of social media event on Friday, I think noon or so, Friday morning, our sister cinema, unrelated in business, but just the other cinema in town that's been here forever. Sister-in-law cinema. Sister-in-law cinema announced that they're closing up shop forever on, I believe, New Year's Eve. You even have your like not sad voice, and I can't say, like yeah. whenever we do the podcast, we get too hyped. But like, our radio voice—it really is devastating news for Ottawa. Even I sound happy too. Jesus. No, it's just it's this has been happening before COVID. Theaters closing all over the place. It's more sad because of the COVID world we're in. It's sad because people are going to lose some jobs, and it's sad because that cinema before it was the Bytown was there since the '40s, I think. And then the Bytown took over in the 80s before it was... It used to be the Nelson. The Nelson. And mm. it was just a regular famous player's cinema. Okay. I remember seeing Star Trek Four there. Wow. And I think Superman Three. some of the classics. Yeah, that's, that's where you'd go to see like the big blockbuster. I think they, they would even show stuff in 70mm. Wow, I think so. Geez, I, think you really? go, yeah. I think you can go see like Aliens in 70mm. Holy shit. I, didn't, I had no idea. And before the Bytown was the town, which was in another part of the city... And it was a lovely little one-screen cinema that now has been gutted and is a uh, grocery store. Not a grocery store. Like a shopper's drug mart or something, mm. I think. But yeah, so that that's the news. It's sad. And there was a big outpouring of people saying, what can we do? And I think the mindset there is that it's nothing for the time being. That's, yeah. There's not going to be a big Kickstarter thing or anything. It's The owner is looking to maybe sell to somebody else. So we'll see. We have no news. We're mm-hmm. just like everybody else in this bit of local news. But yeah, like it's a cinema that, although even before being an owner, I was a Mayfair kid. But in my high school years, I remember going to the Bytown to see, I think, Akira for the first time. Mm, yeah. And Rocky Horror before it became a Mayfair mainstay. And recent years going every year for the Animation Fest and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So, so, And we have a very good Twitter, social media back and forth doing fun things in the winter, like joking about doing a double bill where you come see a three o'clock movie at the Mayfair and then go out skating and eat a beaver tail and then go to the Bytown for a late show. Yeah, people have done that, I think. People have done that. It's fun. You know, it's neat when two small businesses in town, we were kind of just talking about this off mic, it's good to be nice to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to be a Burger King and a McDonald's across the street shaking fists at each other. Back in the days, are of, we Burger King or McDonald's? Are we Burger know. King or McDonald's? I don't know. I'm not sure what it's better to be in that scenario. Like, We're I, not Arby's. Oh god, I like the cool underrated aspect of being the Burger King, but it's like, do we want to be the successful McDonald's? I don't even know. Burger King had the cool Star Wars glasses and the He-Man sword that you could so put maybe in your Burger King's Club. 
Oh yeah. So I mean, these are all great things. Yeah. Not to get off topic. <laughs> yeah. And not to. We accidentally got excited about a thing while we were being sad. Not we, to make light of this horrible I, turn of events. It, we're not good. I'm at sorry. This. We're nerds. We can't help ourselves. No, it's it's sad. My one of my biggest memories from there was going to see. I think it was. Well, I want to say it was for Animation Festival, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. But it was when the um, the Pee Wee Herman DVDs came out. And okay. then, so they did a screening oh, of like yeah. a bunch of random Pee Wee Herman stuff for a couple hours, and and they wow, the, that's yeah, neat. it was cool. Like I don't remember what it was for. Like I, like I said, I think it was animation festival, even though that doesn't make a ton of sense. But it was just kind of a weird, bizarre thing. And it like, could have been animation fest because there was enough animation in Pee Wee with like the mm. shorts and the opening credits and yeah. stuff like that that they could kind of sneak like, it under the wires. <laughs> King of in. cartoons for four hours. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, all right. They were giving out the box sets, and I, I literally had the you know answer a question, whatever. I had the answer, but I was like, I second guessed it, and I did not win the DVDs. No. So that's not that's not the Bytown's fault. That was my own fault. But in pre Mayfair mogul years for Lee and I, I met Lee. I think I knew him before this, but I met Lee one night where he got Lloyd Kaufman to come and visit the Bytown. I can't remember what movie he screened. I think it was. Were you there I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I remember. But I got it to was, meet. I think it was Toxic Avenger 4. Oh, that might have been it. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I just remember that. <laughs> I was, well, you're the guy to remember a thing like that. So, like, we had nothing on that one. I'll have this fond memory of having met him now a number of times, having gone to dinner with him, but my first time meeting Uncle Lloyd was yeah. at the Bytown. And it's sad anytime this happens. It's sad now because we have this funny association as well where... I don't know, once a day somebody comes in and flashes a Bytown membership card here. <laughs> and yeah. we're like, no, we're the other guys. And a number of people, I think this is really funny, got their memberships double laminated. <laughs> so on the left side is Bytown, on the right side it's Mayfair. May as well. So that's kind of cool. So we'll see what happens. To attempt to look at it from an outsider, it opens up interesting possibilities for us. Mm-hmm. Not to, again, not to kind of kick a cinema when they're down, but what it does mean is that we are the only independent cinema in town as of January 1st, unless some amazing miracle happens for our friends at the Bytown. Who knows what that means? That just means we're it. The only downtown cinema period, I guess? Well, that too, in the city of Ottawa at the moment, we're in a nice little, still horrible bubble, but not as bad as Toronto and some other Ontario cities that are on full-blown lockdown. So as we speak, recording this on Monday, December 7th, we are open with 50 patrons and all the rules, but the multiplexes were told, nope, you can't have 50 people per screen. It's 50 people per building. So they decided not to open. So we haven't really gotten any advantages of that at the time being, but if this continues for a couple of months, it's a lot of ifs, but maybe we'll start getting some multiplex movies sooner who knows? It's oh, we're a, showing Tenet right now. We're showing Tenet right now. We're the only place to see it. Oh, God. And yeah. I think That's we're getting some, too. We're getting, you know, good attendance for it. Yeah. yeah. And new members and a lot of people here for the first time. And so pure speculation. But if this, if what we're in right now lasts another six months or a year, just looking at it from Mayfair land point of view, we can get through that, mm-hmm. especially the way things are going right now. Don't get me wrong. We always need more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we needed more money in the before times. Yeah. So, you know, we're, there's going to be no uh, quadruple Christmas bonuses and gold monocles for any of us. Mm-hmm. But 
Andrew just did a double take. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, you save a little bit of cash not having a Christmas party because there's nowhere to go to have a Christmas well, party. that too. And yeah. you can't have staff together that close anyway. Yeah, we so. can't get together and drink alcohol and yeah. laugh and shake hands. And so <laughs> it's like, Super spreader parties. Yeah, it doesn't save like a ton, but you know, it's something. I really think whenever we're actually back to normal or a few steps closer to normal, like I'm not going to my mom's for Christmas because yeah. that's a safe thing to do. So whether that be March or July... I'm like, we'll just have a turkey dinner and stuffing and pie then. You know, we'll put up a tree in July. Who's mm-hmm. to stop us? But it brings up just interesting possibilities where we know or Mayfair fans know from the past little while, we've screened Netflix movies. We've screened movies that were available on demand at the same time. I think Color Out of Space was one of those in, yeah. in recent months. So if that trend keeps going, we know that I, I forget the exact numbers, but Once upon a time, Netflix went to the multiplex and said, you can show The Irishman for a month, and then we're going to put it on Netflix. And the multiplexes balked at that idea, and Netflix went, okay, went to independent cinemas and went, do you guys want to show Irishman, Uncut Gems, Roma for a week, and then we'll put it on Netflix? And all the independent cinemas went, yes. Do you like money? Yeah. (laughs) And it worked, you know? I did the Iggy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You really pulled that one off, Josh. Nice work. Warner Brothers recently announced that they're doing, what's the term, day and date? When the new Batman movie, when Suicide Squad, when a Mortal Kombat movie, which I yeah. did not know existed. With, with James, <laughs> James Wan produced no I, less. I didn't know that was a thing. We love James Wan. So they're going to release it the same day on HBO as on the big screen, which is something Steven Sonnenberg predicted, I don't know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, a yeah. long time ago. He started doing it with his own little weird independent movies where it would be on DVD, video on demand, and oh, on a I cinema that. Yeah. the same day. So he predicted this a long yeah. time ago. So that model, I think the multiplex is going to stick their noses up at again. If Warner Brothers comes to us and says, do you want to play Suicide Squad? I forget the date, whatever. August, whatever. Yeah. And then we'll play the same day as well. I think we would jump at that chance because, as I've said before... You know, we're not a hockey stadium. We don't have 20,000 seats. So if we're playing Suicide Squad, a bunch of people are going to watch it at home just because they want to. They have HBO. They have whatever. But there's going to be enough cinema fans and nerds who want that big screen experience. The same way that people want to go to a restaurant. The same way people want to go see a band. And this could be our new world of just everything's out there at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I know if I wasn't involved in the Mayfair and they said, you can watch the new Star Wars movie on Disney+. Plus." Or go to a cinema? I'd be like, well, yeah. Well, it would be cheaper to see it here than to pay for, like, how much is HBO Max? For a Uh, singular person, it would be cheaper to see it here. Yeah. Like, if you're a member, it's seven bucks, whereas HBO Max is probably like 20 bucks a month or something. Well, and it's not even in Canada yet, too. Like, these ones. There's that that point, too. Yes. So we literally may be. Is it not in Canada? Not yet. I think they're branching into it next year. But, like, these movies that this is about is, like, literally the states only at the exact moment. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Like, we literally might be the only place in the country in some ways. Because cause Canada got Tenet before the U.S., isn't that true? Yes. I, yeah. Yes, yes. It got weird there with the yeah. whole <laughs> release strategy. We got SpongeBob when Man. it didn't get released in the States, and we're playing that over Christmas break. Yeah, and, like, Godzilla vs. Kong is the one I think of, because, like, that's a theater oh, movie. Yeah. If there's exactly. ever a theater movie, like, come on. Well, even Tenet, I am not the biggest Chris Nolan fan in the world, but I really appreciate him as a filmmaker, and I really love that he's mad with power, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do ADR. 
you're going to listen to it like that. Like, mm. I just, I really like it. And having seen Tenet, anything where you can't hear people talking, if you can't figure out what's going on, yeah, that's on you. Because yeah. Is it's that like, true? He doesn't do that? that he doesn't do it ADR? That's what it is, right? Eh? That's it. Yeah. He wants you to focus on, from what I understand, we'll get Chris on the podcast. We're going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we're working uh, on that. He wants you, to, when you can't hear the dialogue, it's not like, two people sitting in a bedroom at night. It's during a gun battle. So when you see Robert Pattinson and I always forget his name, it's Washington, John David oh, John Washington. Denzel Washington Jr. Exactly, who's really good. When they're running and they look scared and they're shooting and they're talking to each other, but you can't quite hear them, you get it. You yeah. know, they're two guys yelling at each other during a gun battle. So I really like that. I think it kind of adds this interesting silent film aspect. If you don't like it, cool, no problem. But you can't complain to us about it. Yeah. It's, it's Mr. Nolan who did that. But seeing that movie on the big screen, holy cow, he's nuts. Because I won't spoil a couple of the things in case someone is going to come see it because we're actually holding it over for next week. Mm. There's some stuff where there's no reason it couldn't be CG. And it's real. And it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Like a big car chase scene, a big kind of wreck scene. You just sit there and you're like... I might not know what's going on in this weird sci-fi movie right now. Yeah. But that is A-plus material that I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, you see the money on screen. Like, and especially, like, there's no... Have you seen it? The, uh, yes. Like, the cast is... Like, the cast is really good, but it's not like... You can see the money on screen. It's like, there isn't like a... Jeez, I was going to say Mel Gibson. You There isn't like a Tom Cruise or It's whatever. not like those Bruce Willis movies where... Yeah, exactly. Where you're <laughs> they're, like... They're the, shooting in like some guy's backyard because all the money went to his... Yeah. And you can just see it's just like a dumb explosion or whatever. But like, yeah, even even just from the trailers, you can just see the amount of carnage and just you know, almost like mysticism that goes into his movies you know where it's like it's like wow you know you could have digitized this and obviously part of it must be like they oh yeah there's tons of digital in there stuff. yeah yeah because yeah. it's just like uh, no it's pretty nuts for you like wow you spent i don't even know the budget like what 200 million or oh, something I'm sure. like yeah. maybe more than that but it's good you mentioned budget it's another thing i'm very interested in is i hate how people care so much about budget because back in the day you would know a movie was a hit because it was in theaters for eight weeks or whatever but the average person didn't know what Star Wars or Jaws cost or what the advertising budget was or what the actor got paid. You just kind of knew it was a movie. And now with box office and cinemas meaning less and streaming and Netflix and whatever and this and that meaning more, I hope it means that people stop every Monday going, what made what? Oh, that big blockbuster only made $900 million instead of a billion? It's a flop. You know, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because now... Very interestingly, I read an article about how Bloodshot, which I watched, which was uh, not a good movie, <laughs> in my humble opinion. That was one of the last movies in the, like before COVID. Hit. That cinema, was, uh, that's what was Woody, playing. You're saying Bloodshot yeah. is the it's Vin, it's, it's Vin Diesel's <laughs> fault. Oh, God. But it cost $45 million. Huh. And if I'm remembering correctly... Which is, which is like which isn't low that budget. Much. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say way more than that. So it cost $45 million and I believe made... And this is internationally $39 million. So by Ouch. simple math, that's a flop. Hmm. But then I believe it was Amazon paid, and I'm just making up numbers. Amazon paid a hefty fee to get to play it for the rest of their lives. So say they paid $20 million. All of a sudden, that 39 becomes 59 Then they sold it to like a regular TV channel for, say, another like $5 bucks. So that's going to be on once a year on 
CBS with commercials. <laughs> and you do not recommend it. No, so, so then that <laughs> makes it to $64 million. Then they're going to sell a handful of Blu-rays because that's still actually a thing. So say that makes it $68 million. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, we made a profit. And I don't think they did advertising humongously. They did no. not one of those dumb movies that were like, we spent $50 million on advertising. So it was an article from one of the producers. He said, like, we're in a different world now. And with all these little bumps, with all these little sold to that channel, sold internationally there, made a couple bucks at the drive-in, made a couple bucks at the Walmart selling Blu-rays, our $45 million we made a profit off of. We paid everybody. Everybody's happy. And they greenlit a sequel. So wow. a sequel is greenlit off of a movie. Theatrical or straight to well, straight to DVD? I don't what, know. Is, what is theatrical exactly. anymore? How do you even, how do you yeah, even classify true. that anymore? <laughs> so a movie got greenlit that on pure box office paper lost six million dollars is this universal i because universal does all these they do all these direct to dvd sequels to movies yeah yeah you know the budget won't be 45 million like Like backdraft 2 and kindergarten (laughs) cop 2 like jingle all the way to they did a uh a cop and a half too. Oh, I forgot about that. With yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips. You you love Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> Diamond, yeah, Diamond Lou, Diamond Joe Quimby. <laughs> I thought, oh God, now I can't think of his name. And also, Red Scorpion is the example I'm going to give you of his work. But uh, Dolph Lundgren. I thought Dolph Lundgren was in Cop and a Half too. No, he's Kindergarten Cop. Oh, Kindergarten Cop too. My bad. Yeah, there you Schwarzenegger go. Schwarzenegger was, was <laughs> busy that week. Yeah, that's the. Thing. I was really sad oh, that God. they couldn't get Jean Claude for Hard Target too. And it's it's the weirdest thing because why not just call it a different action movie? Because Hard Target wasn't exactly box office gold, you know. But I didn't know there was a sequel. Yeah, it made bloodshot money. It did. Yeah, they might as well call it Soft Target at that point. But that's like they released Bill and Ted Three. We screened it. It was great. Mm -hmm. But that's another example where its budget was not humongous either. Like say its budget, I believe, was thirty million. Yeah, it made maybe twenty five million from its little run post pre-covid but i think it did really well on video on demand and i think the fans including myself are going to buy it on blu-ray so it was totally profitable Mm -hmm. and i like just knowing that yep we're profitable i don't need to know all the numbers like i don't need to know all the ins and outs and i think that's going to happen more and more because i hate it when a movie does really well and someone's like oh well didn't make as much as this other movie and i'm like yeah, not every movie is going to make as much as Avengers. Not every movie has to make that much <laughs> Imagine money. Imagine if that was the case. Oh, I'd like to know what, like, the per episode, say, like, Mandalorian's budget is. Because, like, oh, yeah. it's so interesting, like, because a Star Wars movie is, like, 200 mil, say. Mm-hmm. Get and, Lee on the phone. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he would know. We always need this. Like, and it just, like, it makes me think that because, like, you can tell, like, they, I would love to have seen those in a theater, but, like, they're just so theatrical for the most part. It's just your average episode. But I have no clue. Like, are they, is that a $10 million an episode? Is it $20 million? Like, I, I, it must be, like, cost-effective enough that they're able to keep doing it. Yeah, and I like that we don't know. Like, it's kind of yeah. like that, those Kodachrome days when you could, like, flip through a, a nerd magazine or a Fangoria, you know, and it was just the movie where you didn't quite know how the effects worked. And now we're all too smart. Now yeah. we all know what everything is. And so it's kind of interesting that 2021 is going to be very interesting to see how movies roll out. There's some people like panicking the death of cinema. I'm like yeah. it's not the death of cinema because you just look at us. Like we continue to screen a bunch of really cool independent films, mainstream films, and then coming up, we're playing, right after Christmas, we're playing the 1953 War of the Worlds, oh, right, yeah. which is the first time we've screened that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so th- there's a lot of back catalog that yeah. we can still Because all these to. old movies are being 
4K mm -hmm. remastered. Yeah, and they look so good. Yeah. And there's an audience who hasn't seen them. Like, I remember... I've never seen More of the Worlds. I've seen... Or no, not War of the Worlds. Well, the Tom Cruise I've seen. Yes. The yeah. Tom Cruise one. But Pretty this good, is actually. Underrated. The 53 version I haven't seen. Yeah. I, I, I have seen that one because I remember buying it for my dad when I didn't know what he was into and I knew what I was into. And so I was like, sci-fi. Yeah, you'll like this. And like, he may have. Like, I mean, he liked the original broadcasts, you know, but... I, we never spoke about the 53 version again, so I'm not sure how well I did on that. He was so angry at you. It was better than when I gave him Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, and then found out he's terrified of horror movies, but anyway. <laughs> or those Batman action figures. Yeah, well, live and learn. <laughs> I love the Joker. You could squirt water out of his thing. Oh, know, that action fun. figure was cool. Yeah, yeah, I did have that one, but anyway. Okay, so let's get on track and talk about what we're screening this week of December 10th through the 17th. Four movies this week, which I like. I like when we have that many movies because it means you can come see everything yeah why not we have a Ottawa premiere of a Canadian film called Splinters starting on December 11th looks like a creepy poster from here but I don't and it's well, not a horror movie I was gonna say actually no. now that I've said it looks like a creepy poster I'm like well maybe this is like a drama or something. it's a family drama oh is it? and, <laughs> it's, but it's the title sounds like sounds like a Shutter original <laughs> yeah and there is a Shutter original called Splinter like singular splinter and so it's like is this a sequel to splinter a, a, it a is not teenage mutant ninja turtle story yeah basically yeah it's yeah, like the origin rat. i would watch that too but that's not this but you're right it's funny because we were kind of talking about this with possessor the poster for splinters is a young woman in kind of i don't know picking apples or something <laughs> like some there's some shrubs and she's just kind of by herself it looks like very secluded and yeah. looks like kind of a highbrow thing then i saw the trailer and I think it's a drama, but there's humor in it because mm. within there's like family, funny family conflict kind of stuff, East Coast kind of stuff. So it's another example of a like the poster looks kind of a somber highbrow yeah. where I think the movie is a drama, but has funny family stuff in it. So mm. I don't know. It, it's always weird to try to advertise a film as such. Like, what are you trying to tell the audience with looking at a poster for two seconds? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a East Coast Canadian film. Family drama looks really good. Some laughs. Like, we've done a better job than the poster has, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think the filmmaker would be more pleased with what we just did than what <laughs> yeah. the poster does. I'm in. Then we have the 1979 classic, The Warriors, mm. which everybody loves. Such a of its time. I love talking to people from New York. I've talked to a couple of people who were kids in New York in the mid-late 70s, mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, The Warriors filmed in New York because they didn't have to do any production design. Yeah. That's just what it looked like back then. <laughs> I love it. And it's, yeah, Walter Hill, right around the time he was coming up with doing uh, Alien, working on Alien, mm. doing other stuff like that, before he did 48 Hours. This is probably the movie that got him 48 Hours, because that was like his first kind of big, like, mainstreamy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So my claim to fame with Warriors is when I was walking through the streets of L.A., I saw the guy, the actor who does the Warriors come out to play AA. Yeah, that's that's the only part I know. David Patrick Kelly. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, come on, man. Just saw him of walking down the street. Was. From just, uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. And oh, so Commando. good. Peaks. All right, so that's less weird. I thought it was just yeah. like, he's, <laughs> he's the, the, guy, one he's thing the he guy that Schwarzenegger kills. Well, he oh. says he's going to kill him last, but he lies. Oh, okay. That's right. that guy. See, now I know exactly what it is. Like, I gotta, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not seen The Warriors. Uh, oh, you should come no? see it. Sorry. Yeah, it's confusing. And but there's two versions of it, too, isn't there, right? There's a director's cut as well. Yeah, but... But it sucks. Or... I don't think well, anybody likes that it's version. It's one of the... Yeah. No, it, it's Walter Hill. It's sort of like Coppola just this week, actually, The Godfather 3. Oh, new version oh, yeah. is coming out. Right. Coda. So it's one of those, like, now that I'm old, I'm going to take my old movie. And... Yeah. 
I'm old and rich and I can do what I want. So here's it this. basically has comic book transitions in the director's cut because mm-hmm. that's what Walter Hill wanted to do originally and he couldn't for some reason. Yeah. So he went ahead and did it in 2000 and whatever but it's it looks it looks more like creep show three it's just and, distracting it's yeah, just, yeah. It, it wasn't necessary so don't watch that version first is what you're selling i should yeah, probably no, watch the theatrical we have the good version the real version yeah if it's not broke don't fix it exactly and then aforementioned we have tenant back for a second week which oh, is right. which is crazy because once upon a time that movie would still be in multiplexes right now so we're taking advantage of that <laughs> you're gonna need to see it at least two or three times i would say it's such a big screen movie it's just so much fun on the big screen and big and loud and there's and, a lot going on and it's kind of a, a james bond movie with timey-wimey stuff in it with you're, what timey timey-wimey what's that <laughs> i don't know it's, it's a term like, from doctor who i believe like time travel oh, okay <laughs> yeah. think uh, what, what's it called in the movie inversion like they inversion yeah things. <laughs> inverted they go back stuff. and forth yeah, yeah. Like, not that inner versions record, which is also a good album, Tame Impala. But anyway, no, there's a lot going on in this movie. Good movie, but oh my God, about an hour in, you're like, what? sorry. Where okay. am I? <laughs> like, having said that, who the hell's that guy? I never looked at the clock, though. Like, I yeah. was, I, it had my attention for two and a half hours. I wasn't surprised that it was two and a half hours, but I was surprised that I didn't entirely know every single thing that happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good, though. And then, so happy that we once again. I promise I wasn't trying to false advertise and lie and just get more tickets in the last couple oh, of years. Boy. We really did think Die Hard was gone. Yeah. And so we have it back. In a new twist, we're showing it four times wow. where usually we screen it once. And that is because we're hoping to get 40 to 50 people a night versus 250 people in one night, yeah. which is what we usually would get. So hopefully that'll just kind of spread out. Yeah, we were actually told, like, we can't have it. Earlier this year, we were oh, told. Really? Yeah, mm. we were told it's vaulted. So is it, are we only getting it because of COVID, basically, sort I, of? I have a feeling that Disney is being a little extra nice and a little extra attentive mm-hmm. this year. I would like to think not just for financial reasons, but because this is crazy. So yeah. I don't think, if COVID had never happened, I don't think we would have gotten a 40th anniversary release of... Empire Strikes Back, Mm -hmm. no chance. I don't think we would have got that. And then now to get Die Hard again for Christmas. And all I could think is that maybe their hearts have grown three sizes too big. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe this will be the new normal because we can't get this forever. It's a very limited window. Like we can only have it this week. Hmm. And so that's what they say. They say, okay, here's two weeks notice. You could have it for this week and that's it. And so what I'm hoping is throughout the year as whatever the... The anniversary of Little Mermaid or Mary Poppins or whatever rolls around that maybe they'll do this again. Maybe in 2023, they'll do it for Return of the Jedi for its anniversary, mm-hmm. you know. But I still know people who haven't seen this on the big screen. And, and it's, it's, so I can warn them again. It's not something that Warriors, we could screen whenever we want. You know, well, don't like, jinx it. I mean, <laughs> but every other studio lets us screen stuff yeah. whenever we want. But Disney has their vault policy. And by having it only be this week, they're essentially admitting it is a Christmas movie. That's what I'm That's taking what I, from this. <laughs> it's not even an argument. I don't even. <laughs> I don't bring it up too much because I don't want people. I don't want to start a fight online. Yeah. But it's like there's a reason we all play it at Christmas time, and and I get flustered. I'm just like, I don't know what the argument is. It's like it takes place at Christmas. Yeah. Our main character goes to a Christmas party. There's a Christmas. Someone dresses up as Someone Santa. Someone dresses up as yeah, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> or is forced to. There's the Run DMC Christmas song in it. Oh, like, that, that alone. Christmas, 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 Christmas. And I don't understand the argument against it. Like, just because it's an action movie doesn't mean it's not a Christmas movie. Is it the only Die Hard that takes place at Christmas? 
Well, Die Hard Two's in the snow as well. Okay, it's like it's like a year later. Wait, I, no. I literally can't remember the others. After one, they're just all one movie. Pretty yeah, much. Die Hard Two's in the snow, and then the other ones are not in the snow. Okay, well there you go. So this is the one Christmas one to come and see. Yeah, maybe this last time is what Josh is sort of saying. <laughs> and to like remember, every other year, every other year. <laughs> To be fair, I do that in front of every movie. That's this, true. This is your last chance to come and see Splinters. Oh, yeah. Damn it. You stole my joke. <laughs> ah, all that aside, it really is a classic. Bruce Willis is so good. Alan Rickman is so good. Yeah. It's just crazy violent. Yeah, also <laughs> like, true. Good, good double Winslow bill. Winslow is good. Oh, yeah. Man, a good double bill with RoboCop. Like, no, you can't do that here, but I'm saying theoretically, you know, violent, great. Christmas movies, maybe. I don't know. And because we have a couple minutes left here, I'll mention I sent out a email to the staff because a friend of mine asked me, said he has, I believe, a 12 year old boy who has seen Die Hard, but wants to see Die Hard on the big screen, partially because he's a big Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. And that yeah. character is a big Die Hard fan. That's, so right. <laughs> they were asking if a parent can because there's confusion about ratings like 18A means over 18 can bring a 14 year old. R means you can't. 14A means 14 and over can just go by themselves. But before COVID, this has nothing to do with COVID. In September of 2019, the Ontario government decided to get rid of the ratings board because it cost them too much money. They were cutting corners. They weren't making money. They weren't making money. Yeah. yeah. So they just got rid of it with the intention of bringing back some different system in the future. It is now over a year later, and they have not. Hmm. So when you go on the Mayfair website, and we should change this, but it goes to a generic, like, to be announced. We should just say, yeah, there's no rating coming. Not rated or something. <laughs> to never to, be announced. To never, <laughs> to never, yeah. We love it. Rate it yourself. <laughs> yeah. But what that does mean is there's nobody to get us in trouble for showing movies that a 15 year old comes to that a parent brings a 15 year old to that hmm. kind of thing there's nobody like it's the wild west of ontario theatrical screenings there aren't even theaters to not let people in yeah, anymore it, so it's even weirder else. so like if you're 12 you don't got to sit on your friend's shoulders and put on a trench coat and a fake mustache no. to get into Die Hard. josh will let you in no questions asked no questions if you asked. come to the mayfair theater that's what he's saying and especially if you're say it was like four seven-year-olds trying to get into like a like Mandy? Possessor or Mandy. <laughs> I might be I might be like, well, I don't know. But if it's a couple of 14-year-olds with their parent or a couple of 14, 15-year-olds with their 25-year-old older sibling. Or a friend with a mustache, at or least. Or a friend with a mustache. At least make the effort to put on a fake mustache. <laughs> Come on. But I, I like it. I don't like the censorship. No. I don't mind warnings. This sure. movie's scary. But uh, I, I hope this just kind of sticks mm -hmm. and, and we live in this world where a kid can go and see a movie that they could watch at home anyhow, you yeah. know? Like, it should be Just Ask Andrew. That should be the rating. Ja, like like <laughs> yeah. Tony Ja a little bit, but Just Ask Andrew. And he's like, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty violent. And you're like, okay, that's a good or, movie. Or the, what they do for cigarettes. Like, you know, if you're not, well, what's that thing they have at like Max Milk? If you don't look like Ned, uh, yeah, they'll sell are, you a cigarette. LCBO as well. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't look as old as this guy. And then if it's like, they don't card me, I'm like, well, I look older than that guy? What are you saying? Like, jeez. And I noticed that it's called a child ticket, but that's like 12 and under. But we had four children for RoboCop. Wow. So that means some parents brought... Oh, man. Because I would assume, too, if you're 12 and coming to RoboCop and you don't know what I just said, you're going to at least try to lie and be like, one adult, please. Yeah. <laughs> but that it was four kids, I have a feeling it was a parent 
with like a birthday party or something and man. brought four 12 year olds i think they were thinking like the cartoon or the third one or something because man knows? that is a violent movie but that sounds like the best birthday party i've ever heard of so <laughs> yeah so, i would love to do that so yeah so we're gonna have some uh, christmas dreams come true of under 18 year olds getting to come see die hard yeah and, so. and then memory warriors too who knows i mean yeah you got time so that's about it for this week thanks for listening everybody you can find us on mayfairtheater.ca twitter facebook instagram advanced tickets when available are up at events.com if you don't see them that just means they'll be there soon usually on tuesday or so i get around to putting them up for the friday to thursday following tune in next week for our christmas week where we'll be talking about a whole bunch of cool christmas movies that we're screening and we might even have some 2021 bookings by then Ooh. thanks for listening everybody we'll see you soon at the mayfair bye bye i really hope they make kindergarten cup three with treat williams oh <laughs> like, i would watch well, the hell out of that finish the trilogy the principal i feel that's true that's <laughs> well, a good crossover we thank you one and all and wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year it's christmas eve in la but a team of terrorists want money what kind of terrorists are you who said we were terrorists have their own holiday plans and i'm telling you you just got to kill me okay we do it the hard way but the one thing they didn't plan on was new york cop john mclean got invited to the christmas party by mistake who knew you really think you have a chance against us mr cowboy yippee mother and you'll have it. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Come to Papa, honey. You really an American? Only if New Jersey counts. What does he think he's doing? Good job. They're using artillery on us. You appear here. It's not the police. It's him. <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die Hard.